0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Arsenal way and yes, welcome to the agenda show. Also, I must say, a daily show from 9.30am Monday to Friday and of course, it is match day, match day, match day. Arsenal first, Crystal Palace and I have Guy Clark back on the show to uh, set the game and talk about other matters concerning Arsenal. How are you, Guy? Yeah,
1: not bad, mate. Old old habits die hard though. You said 9.30am, we're 10am. 10am,
0: <laughs> sorry. Gosh,
1: me old time. <laughs> no, I'm all good, mate. Uh I have to say, a bit nervy ahead of tonight's game. Uh, Obviously, hoping that the Arsenal get the job done. But uh, as we'll talk about, uh, plenty of cause for concern, I think.
0: Absolutely. And just what's your initial thoughts on the game? How do you think it'll go? And uh, do you think it'll be a tough one?
1: I think it will be. Uh, I think we did a a results prediction stream, didn't we, a little while back. I think it went Mm -hmm. up to to this game. So we'll have to get on with another one of those predicting uh, how things go. At that time, I said Spurs were going to do quite well. Unfortunately, they are. I equally, I think at the moment, Arsenal's winning run has kind of coincided with what I predicted. I do think this is going to be the toughest, bar the Liverpool game, of the recent assignments we've had. I, I would take a draw right now. Um, I know it's it's it would technically over the game week be two points dropped um, with those chasing but I don't think we're going to have it our way every single week and I do I do think it's going to be a tough game but equally I think if we get a point and, and get out of there then we keep some form of, of positivity and the unbeaten run going away from home
0: Absolutely yeah because I remember in that predictor, predictor story I, I said Arsenal would lose to Palace and I really really hope that is not the case but Selhurst Park Monday night, you just go back to 2017. I believe Arsenal was three nil that night to Crystal Palace, and we really needed to win, and that was really a, a defining game. Guy, it's so important, and we get a good result here, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. Um, but equally, I think you, you you qualify that in what the confines of a of a good result are. Um, if, for example, I mean the home game with Palace is is a prime example of that, isn't it? Two two. Uh, we look back at that now and probably think our two points dropped, but remember the emotion on the night when Lacazette scored the late equaliser. It was a big. Big point at the time for us. So I think it's all obviously how we start the game. If we can get our noses in front, which we've been doing expertly well, certainly away from home, um, like we did at Villa, uh, I I would back us to to see it through. But I do think the first 20 20 minutes, half an hour, are going to be absolutely pivotal. Um, They're going to be right up for it. We know the atmosphere that can be created there. Equally, shout out to to the Arsenal supporters, the travelling contingent. In particular, in recent weeks, Mikel Arteta, on his press conferences on the channel, um, paid credit to them after winning the Manager of the Month award, saying that the supporters have more than more than played their part. And we saw them in, in full voice at Villa Park, and I think it, it's going to be a great, a cracking atmosphere tonight—a London derby, albeit not one of the bigger ones, but but one where we can really get up for it, and hopefully, the uh, those in the stands can can help the lads over the line.
0: Yeah, we just got hope indeed, and guy for you. Where does the where does the game where do we win the game and where can we potentially lose the game?
1: Uh well Wilson there, a draw against Palace really got I, I just, <laughs> it's a tough, it's a tough game. Um it is, and I think the crucial element's gonna be control of the game, uh really kind of locking that down, winning that midfield battle, which for us in recent weeks has been so pivotal. I think this is gonna be a real cauldron of an atmosphere to go into, and I think it's it is it's, along with kind of wanting to get back into European football. These are the kind of nights where we can do it. And these are the nights Thomas Partey has to come to the fore. He needs to dominate that midfield like he did at Villa Park alongside Granit Xhaka. Xhaka needs to, to keep his head, keep his discipline. The two of them, if they can own that midfield, keep Palace quiet, just keep the ball moving around doesn't need to be fancy we don't need the one thing we don't need to do is open it up into a basketball game and go end to end with them because the players they have on transition are killers and they can really get in behind Wilfried Zaha we know all too well what he's done to Arsenal in the past so I think the midfield battles where it is won and lost and I think it's all about the element of of control tonight and and really keeping our heads.
0: Of course and they do have they don't have Rupert Zaha tonight however with Marco Elyse, Ebereche, Eze, they are still just as the threatening team rival with Sahar, isn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. That, that's the thing I said to Zahar there because he's kind of the guy you you associate with them. I think Elise may well be an injury doubt as well. He went away with mm. the France under 21s and picked up a knock. But as you say, Eberechi, Eze, he's a brilliant player. Odson Edward may not have, have sort of hit the ground running really at Crystal Palace, but he did score twice against Spurs earlier in the season. Is a good player again on the transition on the counter. Mateta's come to a bit of form for them as well. Tyreek Mitchell's obviously just made his England debut, albeit a fullback. does get forward quite well down that side for them. So, yeah, as I say, it, it's going to be a... Um, a big ask for us, and I think Palace, the threats they have. I mean, equally, we need to look at it and see what we've got. I mean, we went to a similarly kind of tight, compact ground in, in Vicarage Road recently against Watford, albeit maybe don't have the individual quality of Crystal Palace, but the start we had in that game, albeit the first minute when they, when they scored, but it was offside. But if you, if you stick with my point, apart from that, we started that game really well, got the goals, um, certainly the, the Martin Odegaard goal and Bukayo Saka how, the, how we grew into that first half if we can replicate that tonight then that, that really does set the basis for, for what we want
0: Yeah, of course I agree with you and uh, Crystal Palace recently look, Manchester City went there didn't score Chelsea went there recently got one goal just about late in the game they struggled to score Tottenham went to South Park they also lost So. It's important, isn't it, that we do really well in the attack. And considering that, would you go with, it Smith be Martelli because Martelli has been great, of course, but Marseille seems to be more direct and can find the goal on a more frequent basis so far this season. Uh,
1: yeah, I did the, the team predictor stream with Tom mm-hmm. yesterday and Smith Rowe comes into to the team for me uh, because of what I said before about that element of control. He's, he, he's not somebody who's going to run in behind like Gabriel Martinelli does and Gabriel Martinelli presses very well from the front. I don't think we need a high-pressing performance today. We need that element of just keep the ball, look after the ball. Yeah, they might sit in a low block and be uh, difficult to break down. Equally, we have found a way of breaking down low blocks recently, and that actually does seem to suit us quite well, where Lacazette can really get involved in the build-up play, whereas if a game comes stretched and we do need legs to run in behind, that we know isn't Lacazette's game. It does suit Bakayo Saka, but equally, they're going to want to 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 sit off Bakayo Saka because he probably is the one guy in a low block who does struggle to sometimes break sides down albeit obviously did get the goal at Villa Park when when it fell out on the edge of the box so for me it's it's Smith Rowe it helps add to that element of control for us and let's not forget he's our top scorer I mean yeah. prior to the international break he was struggling to get back to to full fitness and break into the side I actually think whilst a lot of the time you'd say oh play coming back from injury you don't want him to go away on international break actually it's worked I think ideally for Smith Rowe in terms of that time has helped bring him up to speed to where he needs to be now for Arsenal for the running and he can be kind of that that extra dimension that maybe just prior to the international break we we were lacking.
0: Yeah no I agree with you I think Smith Rowe he's a more direct player he will get the goals I do know however last year Martinelli did score at Soho Spark will be in front of an empty stadium so it'll be interesting to see if that wants to change the team because he hasn't really done that too often this season. I think he likes his new system and likes to keep the same eleven, but we shall see if that does change. And guy, oh no, we know Vieira and his ties to Arsenal, but this is like a little audition for him, isn't it? To be possible, the possible future Arsenal manager.
1: I, I think it is. I'd like to get your thoughts on it as well. I mean, Patrick Vieira to me is just bona fide Arsenal legend. Uh, what a man! What a captain he was. Uh, of course, led the Invincibles and arguably his presence in that midfield never really quite been replaced. Whether you get into that debate of was he a defensive midfielder, was he a box-to-box midfielder, was Gilberto not replaced either. Regardless, the stature, the presence, the physicality he brought, that leadership from the middle of the pitch has never truly been replaced. Whether it's an audition for him or not, I'm not sure. I've been really impressed with him since he's come into the Premier League. Obviously, when Unai Emery left Arsenal, there was talk then of should Arsenal go and get Patrick Vieira, is it time to bring in a club legend? Obviously, the likes of United and Chelsea had all gone and done it. A lot of talk around kind of whether Arsenal could follow suit as well. And I think in in the Premier League at the moment, with two young former midfielders in the dugout now, uh, in Steven Gerrard and Patrick Vieira, both will be looking maybe to hit that road back to their former clubs. But I think Vieira really... The job he's done at Palace is absolutely remarkable. The turnover of players they've had, the style of play that he's he's brought to them and just the calmness in, in which he conducts himself. And You don't really see a lot of headlines around him. It, it's just business as usual. Regardless of, of whether it's coming back to Arsenal in the long run or not, I think he's proven himself in his own right now to to be a head coach, be a manager and a successful one in the Premier League at that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I said that as well. I think a lot of doubters... At the start of the season, they question him about his time at Nice, but uh, he has come to the Premier League and almost set it alight with this new, vibrant Crystal Palace team. But we shall see. I don't like, personally, Arsenal legends, like, in the future down the line, of course, that becoming Arsenal manager simply because I don't want them to, to ruin their reputation or their status as Arsenal legends as it is. They come it's one
1: it. of them. I I, I And I, I understand it. It's because of the attachment and everything. And like I say, yeah. I, I absolutely adore Patrick Vieira, but... I also don't understand why there has to be a clamour and immediate need for, oh, he can come back to Arsenal. Oh, he can be the next mm. Arsenal manager. Because to be the Arsenal manager, you have to have certain requisites on your CV to say you are of the, the, the required standard, perhaps, to, to reach that level. I mean, even go back to the likes of, of say, George Graham. He was a former Arsenal player who, who went away to Millwall as manager and then came back to Arsenal, and that really did work. But equally, it isn't just a... A simple thing to say, oh, yeah, because you're a former player and you've had success at the club, you know exactly what is required and you are capable of doing it. But if he continues on the path he's he's he started at Crystal Palace, there is no reason when if Mikel Arteta does move on, because the way in which he's doing his job, you'd expect him to be there for a fair few years to come. And we, we're probably not going to want to be in the market for a manager for a long, long time. But if Vieira continues how he is going, I'm sure his name would be in the conversation.
0: Absolutely. I agree with you there. It's true. I think doesn't, no matter what his previous day, his previous time, he does not deserve just to be after manager because of his name. But, of course, Arteta is thriving right now. I don't think a new manager is at the topic of conversation at, at all, to be honest. But, guys, before we do move on to the next topic, make sure to leave your questions in the comment section as we will be touching it on them towards the end of the show. But, guy, I think it's only right, as much as I don't want to talk about it, Tottenham yesterday against Newcastle. Very well didn't, and did it worry you a little bit after the after the result against against the Magpies? Um did it
1: worry me? I'll have to be honest and say, yeah, it did. Um I wanted to say no, but it did. Uh they've obviously gone above us and, and equally the the manner in which they did it, the amount of goals they scored, boosted their goal difference, which had been inferior to ours. So they have they have leaped ahead of us, they have gone into to fourth place, but equally it's what this Tottenham side have, have been capable of. They they can go and put five goals on one team, but then when they play Villa at the weekend, what are we going to see? So there's a long way to go. And just because we got into fourth doesn't mean that all of a sudden that is it now for the rest of the season. We're going to ride through in fourth un, unopposed and absolutely cruise it and, and get through absolutely fine. There are going to be challenges and bumps in the road. I mean, West Ham, they showed good resilience themselves after getting pegged back to to go on and win their three points behind us. Yes, we have two games in hand, but at this stage of the season, it's all about the points on the board, and they are very much in the race. I think Manchester United probably can be written out now, uh, following just the pattern of of how things are going for them. You can't really see them turning it around and, and stringing results together. But with Spurs, yeah, they, they've obviously been trying to build something there under Antonio Conte, and it looks as though their team are coming together. I would have to say, yeah, I'm worried off that performance. The issue and where I will then become worried is if they find consistency, which is the one thing they've lacked, but the thing that we've had over them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They have had the consistency and their, their run of games is what worries me too. I think if we're being honest, on paper, we have got much tougher, tougher fixtures. It just depends if Tottenham do win those expected games, which they usually don't. And Guy, do you think the game, well, it's going to be Korea possibly on the top of May, Tottenham 1st, Arsenal, that's what reports are saying. Do you think that will be, by the time we get there, do you think we'll still be neck and neck or do you think the top four race could be decided by then?
1: Well, we've got the huge games, obviously, haven't we? Uh, we'll play Chelsea prior to that. We play Manchester United prior to that. They're going to be huge games. Uh, I, I would like to think... I did a I did a table predictor thing weeks ago. And actually, I know Tom did one recently as well, had us finishing 11 points ahead, of suppose. I had us 10 points ahead of them. Um I would love that to be the case. Um, let's let's wait and see. It really does have to be game at a time. But at the end of the day, we've got to be prepared for it to come down to, to either that game or even the final day of the season. Now, we've taken it that deep before. They've struggled to keep pace on the final day of the season. And we all know our favourite term, Spursy, comes to the fore. And that is the case at the end of the day, the Tottenham Hotspur. So let's hope they continue to be Tottenham Hotspur.
0: Yes, Spursy indeed. I want to say the same thing for me. I think I just have PTSD from the 2018-2019 season when, if we're being honest, top forwards in our hands and uh, yeah, games are Brighton and then Crystal Palace, we really bottled it there I and mean, it hurts. It still, still, I still have scars from, from that from that horrible season. And then you go to 1920, the Europa League, of course, and then 2021 once again a chance to get, get into Champions League and it's the Europa League again. It's just times like that where I think, ah, uh, can we really do it? But I think if we do continue to be consistent, and there's no reason we cannot, but we shall see. Guys, we are going to end the show there. Actually, wait, before we end the show, Guy, I have to get your score prediction for Chris Palace play this first Arsenal. Uh,
1: I, think, I think I'm going to have to go with a 1-1 there, to be honest. Uh, as I said before, it's, it's going to be a difficult place to go. I think opening 20 minutes, half an hour, is going to be crucial. Let's get there. Let's quiet them down. Uh, I'd love to say 1-0 Alex Lacazette, but I do have a feeling. I mean, the team news is huge. We've not really touched on that, have we? Are we going to see Takahiro Tomiyasu back? That would be key. Are we going to see Ramsdale in goal? Both him and Bakayo Saka Mm -hmm. were pictured in the... the, uh, Training pictures released by the club ahead of the game on Sunday afternoon. So you've got to hope they'll be back. I think Tommy Asu, if he is available, is absolutely crucial for this kind of game as well. It's going to be a cauldron. If we win here, I'll go as far as to say, if we win tonight at this kind of intimidating atmosphere, we are clearly in the box seat, and for me, have ticked off kind of the list of what the credentials are needed, the the, the minerals that required. To get over the line in this kind of dogfight, because it's going to be a dogfight to get into the top four, and it's going to be a dogfight tonight. But I have to say, I do think it will. I do think it will probably finish one one.
0: Yeah, it will be a dogfight indeed. I'm going. To, I know I was negative in our initial match prediction. However, I'm going to change my prediction now. I'm going to go with a two-one Arsenal win, simply because I believe the game again at Villa Park really to give me of hope that we can win that tough ground and we will get over the, over the line. I believe. I'm going to go with a Lacazette goal. And I'm going to go with Martinelli goal too. I believe it'll be 2-1 to Arsenal. But we shall see. Guys, always, thank you for jumping on the show, mate.
1: Yeah, really appreciate it. Glad to be on at the, the new 10 o'clock time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 10 a.m., guys, not 9.30, 10 a.m. It's a Monday, it's a Monday you know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> but make sure you do leave a like and comment. Of course, be there later for the post-match reaction between TC and Chris. I believe that is happening. Am I right in saying that, guys? I, I
1: believe that is right, yeah.
0: So make sure you to tune in later, guys. Of course, we'll be back tomorrow, same time, 10 a.m. So be there also. And most importantly, make sure you keep following us down the Arsenal way.